Hey, it's the Lonnie Swain Show podcast where I share my journey and invite others to share theirs. I'm Lonnie Swain. You can check me out on Instagram at Lonnie Swain, L-O-N-I-S-W-A-I-N. The podcast is on Instagram as well at Lonnie Swain Show. Don't forget to like, rate, subscribe and share the podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music and SoundCloud. Now, this conversation is a part of Girl Talk Tuesday. Some of my bestest girlfriends from elementary school. So we've been knowing each other for a real long time. And, you know, any good Girl Talk conversation eventually leads to dating relationships. So we talked about how two of my friends met their husbands and that evolved into other relationship stuff. So take a listen. Oh, no. Coming from uh, someone who didn't have any social media for a long time, forever, um, you know, my man did slide into my DM. <laughs> <laughs> and she reacted. I did, I did, and then before I knew it, I was on a plane, and then, you know. Yes, it is. It's still long distance until we get married and get our living situation settled and decided on. And how long were y'all dating before y'all got engaged? Scandalous. three months and then we got engaged. Mm-hmm. Yes. We got meeting on the ground. On the old. <laughs> What's up? Just for kicks and giggles, when did y'all start going steady? Oh, <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> what? No, the no, no, when did y'all start talking? We started talking. Um, oh. When he cut off his side cheeks. No. Girl, stop calling. Probably he had better had told him the the day that day that he first saw you. Mark this in your calendar. We made it official after say we were started talking on the fourteenth. We made it official on the thirtieth of that month. statement it is that is on an individual basis i do not give that advice uh no we dated for two weeks and actually we were about to yes before we made it official and really it was before that because i told him i think i had come back home from out of no i had come back girl well i come back home from out of from seeing him and then i came back home from seeing him and we spoke and 
he said he messaged me something like you know like that I was his or something like I don't know if he said my, he didn't say my baby but something like you know oh, I was his mm-hmm. and I was like uh we didn't have no conversation <laughs> about that. And you I'm not down like that. Right. <laughs> right. Like, you know, like, I was like, I got it. back on a plane and, and you didn't know. He bought a ticket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what he bought a ticket. Back on the plane, and I didn't. You never told me you wanted to be exclusive, you know. And he was like, oh, "Well, I think." Uh, he was like, "Well, I, I, well, I do, I do." And <laughs> and then he said, um, he asked me, and then I told him no. Put it in writing. <laughs> And then so she like made she made him put it in writing. Will you be notarized? So he everything out. He he was well, little did I know he had already because he's he bought is, the ring. No, no, no. He had um he knows that I like elephants that and he had sent me oh, in the mail. Yeah, yeah, I'm right. That's what I wrote here today. <laughs> the elephant. <laughs> But no, he bought me an elephant necklace uh, from this designer that I like, and he mailed it. I didn't know he had mailed it to me, and he called the company and had them change the message on the card and say, will you be my girlfriend? Circle yes or no. <laughs> so, that, so, so the package arrived on the 30th. So I was saying I was single to the 30th. Ah, I was sticking to my guns. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how long we've been dating and I don't, you know, everybody's situation is different. I don't say don't listen to Lonnie and say <laughs> that I said that uh, if he doesn't lock it down in two weeks, then that's it. Because that does not apply to everyone. So, yes. Alright, Adrian, you're up. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. How did you and your husband <laughs> <laughs> Well, we went to the same college in Washington, D.C., I won't say the name of the school. The subsequent part of the story is um, we met at the weed man's house. <laughs> that was at the weed man's right. house. Okay, so you here. had things in common. Mutual friends. <laughs> Similar value system. <laughs> and we both graduated subsequently. Um, but yeah, we've been together for more than seven years. It's been together for like 13. 14, that was some good weed. <laughs> Damn. Right. Did y'all invite the like weed man to the years later? Actually, no. Mm. Oh. Oh. You know, they're in your life as long as they need to be. <laughs> Everybody has to move on. You know? <laughs> he was a better friend. Right. So, subsequently, but we're still around. Um, it's cool. It's, we've had crazy ebbs and flows, and like, but we're in a good spot right now, and that's like, that makes me so optimistic and excited. So, with a engaged woman embarking upon her wedding, I was just mm-hmm. at a bridal shower last weekend, and one of the things that they did was had, as you came in, a little notepad saying advice for the bride. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that and do you have any advice to the bride? My number one thing I guess would be like always remember that 
marriage is a willing partnership between two people. That doesn't mean you have to be that person or that they have to be, that, that, that you guys have to do everything together or that our, your identities have to be intertwined. Like, I think making sure you always have time to do whatever makes you tick and makes you happy will ultimately make the relationship better. And like, I used to get so jealous of my husband because I was like, you treat everybody like this special. You know, like you, <laughs> you go spend time with your friends for seven hours playing golf. Like you're out gone for all day. Like, wouldn't you rather be hanging out with me? And then I realized, well, I, I like to golf, but not to the point I want to go do it for seven hours on my day. But that's what he wants to do, and that's what makes him happy to go do that. And I have to have my thing, like that makes me happy. And it doesn't mean never the two shall meet, but like always each person is entitled to have that thing, whatever that is. I think that is great advice because I, I actually, I've, <laughs> I've been married before. Mm-hmm. I, I was the divorced years ago, but uh, that to me was a big part in knowing um, that I was ready is the realization that, you know, and it can be hard, even I think as mothers, I am also a mother, but um, as mothers, maintaining that balance of your own identity and as a woman, you give so much of yourself that having that separate being able to maintain your identity and always checking in with self sometimes doesn't always happen and I feel I did feel like in my first marriage that I lost myself in my first marriage and I said that was a big source of anxiety that I said I really have to make sure that I always stay in a state of awareness Mm -hmm. and be just be um be myself at all times and check in with self often you know and I think that in life um, when you're married even if you're not married and you you have kids that you should always do things that you enjoy that have not that that resonate with you regardless of as to who wants to do it with you you know um, and refilling to, your cup. Yes, refilling yeah. your cup and having your own thing. I think it's important for spouses to have friends. Do you find that, like, because I, I feel like I've observed that men generally seem to be more comfortable asserting this particular privilege or this particular thing. Like, they always make sure they have time to do whatever they're Absolutely. Doing. And Especially I think women, we kids. often don't. Yeah, we're more self-sacrificing. Yeah. And it's like there's mother's guilt, too. I yeah. think when you have kids, like, I think it's not only when you're in a relationship with a significant other, but I feel like I really lost myself not just in the relationship with my daughter's father, but in your prime focus, especially for those first, like, two to three years, right. is them, them, them. And Candace and I have talked about this a lot, like, kind of being so focused on that and feeling like even guilty like for doing something for yourself number one and it's like we weren't taught necessarily about self-care I feel like the generation of women 
before us were like entering into the workforce and so they were like the superwoman generation like I'm still have these expectations in society to do everything in the house and work and they wore themselves out and I'm like no no it's like that's not sustainable in the long run and it's not good for you and so that was something that I really needed to learn like to be able to take time for myself made me a better mother and an all-around person and able to give more and so that would be advice I'd give to anybody we <laughs> were brunching early but she made the comment about unlearning certain things and I think to answer your question Adrian I absolutely think that men it it almost comes natural to them to take care of self and they're not expected and they're not expected to and what I was going to say is as you from young girls I find are taught to always think about everyone else's well-being and putting them before yourself and we're not taught the balance I don't think not everybody I'm sure there's some people who are more aware and, and do but that we're taught that when we do things for ourselves that we're selfish when we don't share our business we're being secretive versus having business where you never hear like the privacy like like oh are you gonna have a career you don't you don't hear a man here he has to make a choice between the two and i think those are just harmful things and i think it's changed i think it goes both ways right because you see men with the pressure of having to be the provider and not showing emotion. And like, it wasn't a question of whether they wanted to be involved in their kids' lives. Whereas I see more men being like, well, yeah, I want to take time off and I want to be present Mm -hmm. and I want to play a more active role in my child, you know, in the actual child rearing. But I think it's just a very distinct point in, in time right. where there are just so many things that are changing. They call us the shift age because there have been more changes in the last hundred years than there have been in thousands of years. We see more people's faces now, like just people's faces, images, than people saw in their whole lifetimes a hundred years ago. And so that information overload and those quick changes, I mean, it's going to create growing pains and that's why I think you really need to take care of yourself. Definitely. Now you see why I love these ladies. That was this Tuesday's edition of Girl Talk Tuesday. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you rate, subscribe, and share on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, and on iTunes. Until next time, go where you are celebrated and appreciated, not just tolerated. Have a wonderful day, and I will talk to you soon.